You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 174. We are continuing in the book of 1 Kings. And if things couldn't get any worse, God raises up enemies against Solomon. And as we see the final days of Solomon come, his son Rehoboam becomes the new king of Israel. Except the people turn against him, just like God said would happen. And he's left with just a ragtag group of tribes that he tries to go to war against Jeroboam. There's a whole backstory with Jeroboam that you'll hear. But at the end of the day, what we have here, everyone, is a civil war in Israel. And we're also continuing in the book of Acts. There's been a formal meeting about what to do with these non-Jews. Which of the laws of Moses should they follow? All of them or just a few of them? Well, it turns out there's three specific rules that non-Jews must follow. And so you're going to hear a letter written from all the leaders of the new churches to all the non-Jews. And then finally, we see Paul and Barnabas, who've been together this whole time, split. They get into an argument, and they each go their own separate way. But each one is still committed to the kingdom, just in a different way. So Paul takes along with him Silas, and they go back to the churches, sort of retracing their steps, just to check in on everybody, to see how they're doing. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 14 to 43. Solomon's enemies. Then the Lord raised up Hadad, the Edomite, to become Solomon's enemy. Hadad was from the royal family of Edom. This is how it happened. In the past, David had fought against Edom. Joab was the commander of David's army. Joab went to Edom to bury his dead soldiers. While he was there, Joab killed all the Edomite men who were still alive. Joab and the men of Israel stayed in Edom for six months until they had killed all the men of Edom. At that time, Hadad was only a young boy. He and some of his father's servants ran away to Egypt. They left Midian and went to Paran. And Paran, some other people joined them, and the whole group went to Egypt. They went to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and asked for help. Pharaoh gave Hadad a house, some land, and food to eat. Pharaoh liked Hadad so much that he gave Hadad a wife. She was Pharaoh's sister-in-law. Pharaoh's wife was Queen Tapinis. Hadad and the sister of Tapinis had a son named Genabath. Queen Tapinis let Genabath grow up in Pharaoh's house with his children. In Egypt, Hadad heard that David had died and that Joab, the commander of the army, was dead. So Hadad said to Pharaoh, and let me go home to my own country. But Pharaoh answered, 
I have given you everything you need here. Why do you want to go back to your own country? Hadad answered, Please, just let me go home. God also raised up another man to become one of Solomon's enemies. This man was Rezon, son of Eliada. Rezon ran away from his master, King Hadadezer of Zobah. After David defeated the army of Zobah, Rezon gathered some men and became the leader of a small army. He went to Damascus and stayed there to rule from Damascus. Rezon became the king of Aram. He was an enemy of Israel throughout Solomon's life and added to the trouble that Hadad created for Israel. There was also another person who became an enemy of Solomon. He was Jeroboam, son of Nebat. He was an Ephraimite from the town of Zeredah. His mother was a widow named Zeruah. He was one of Solomon's servants, and he rebelled against the king. This is the story about how Jeroboam turned against the king. Solomon was building the Milo and repairing the wall around the city of his father David. Jeroboam was a very capable man. Solomon saw that this young man was a skilled worker, so he made him the supervisor over all the workers from the tribes that descended from Joseph. One day, as Jeroboam was leaving Jerusalem, the prophet Ahijah from Shiloh met him on the road. They were alone out in the country, and Ahijah was wearing a new coat. Ahijah took his new coat and tore it into twelve pieces. Then he said to Jeroboam, Take ten pieces of this coat for your shout, because the Lord, the God of Israel, says, I will tear the kingdom away from Solomon, and I will give you ten of the tribes. I will let David's family keep only one tribe. I will do this because of my servant David and because of Jerusalem, the city that I chose from among all the tribes of Israel. I will take the kingdom from Solomon because he stopped following me and began worshiping Ashtoreth the goddess of Sidon, Chemosh, the god of Moab, and Melchum, the god of the Ammonites. Solomon stopped following my ways and doing what I say is right. He does not obey my laws and commands as his father David did. So I will take the kingdom away from Solomon's family. I chose David because he obeyed all my laws and commands. So for my servant David, I will let Solomon be the king for the rest of his life. But Jeroboam, I will take the ten tribes away from his son and give them to you. I will let Solomon's son keep one tribe to rule over. I will do this for my servant David, so that he will always have someone to rule near me in Jerusalem, the city that I chose to be my own. But I will make you king of Israel. You will rule over everything you want, if you do what is right and obey all my commands as David did. I will be with you and make your family a family of kings just as I did for David, and you will have Israel as your kingdom. I will punish David's descendants because of what Solomon did, but not 
forever. Solomon tried to kill Jeroboam, but Jeroboam ran away to Egypt. He went to King Shishak of Egypt and stayed there until Solomon died. Everything else Solomon did while he was king is recorded in the book, The History of Solomon. Solomon ruled in Jerusalem over all Israel for 40 years. And he died and was buried with his ancestors in the city of his father, David. Then Solomon's son, Rehoboam, became the next king after him. 1 Kings chapter 12, verses 1 to 24. Civil War. Jeroboam, son of Nebat, was still in Egypt, where he had gone to escape from Solomon. When he heard the news about the king, he returned to Zeredah, his home in the hills of Ephraim. Rehoboam went to Shechem, where all the Israelites had gone to make him king. The people said to Rehoboam, your father forced us to work very hard. Now, make it easier for us. Stop the heavy work that your father forced us to do, and we will serve you. Rehoboam answered, Come back to me in three days, and I will answer you. So the people left. There were some older men who had helped Solomon make decisions when he was alive. So King Rehoboam asked these men what he should do. He said, how do you think I should answer the people? The answer. If you are willing to help these people today by giving them the answer they want, they will be your servants from now on. But Rehoboam did not listen to the advice from the older men. He went to the younger men he had grown up with, who now served him by giving him advice. Rehoboam asked them, What do you think? These people asked me to give them easier work than my father gave them. How do you think I should answer them? These young friends of his answered, Here's how you should answer those people who asked you to give them easier work than your father did. Tell them, compared to me, my father was nothing. <laughs> my father forced you to work hard, but I will make you work much harder. My father beat you with whips but I will use whips with sharp tips that sting. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people came back to Rehoboam just as he had told them to do. The king had cruel things to say to them. He did not follow the advice from the older men. Instead, did what his young friends had advised him to do and said, My father forced you to work hard, but I will make you work much harder. My father beat you with whips, but I will use whips with sharp tips that sting. So the king did not do what the people wanted. The Lord caused this to happen. He did this in order to keep the promise he had made to Jeroboam, son of Nebat, when he sent the prophet Ahijah from Shiloh to speak to him. When the Israelites saw that the king refused to listen to them, they shouted back at him. David's family of kings means nothing to us. We will not get any of his land. So, people of Israel, let's go to our homes and let David take care of his own family. So the Israelites went home. But Rehoboam still ruled over the Israelites who lived in the cities of Judah. A man named Adoniram was one of the men who directed the workers. King Rehoboam sent Adoniram to talk to the people. 
the Israelites threw stones at him until he died. King Rehoboam ran to his chariot and escaped to Jerusalem. So Israel rebelled against the family of David, and this is how things are even today. When all the Israelites heard that Jeroboam had come back, they called him to a meeting and made him king over all Israel. The tribe of Judah was the only tribe that continued to follow the family of David. Rehoboam went back to Jerusalem and gathered an army of 180,000 men from the families of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin. Rehoboam wanted to go and fight against the Israelites and take back his kingdom. God spoke to a man of God named Shemaiah. He said, Speak to Solomon's son Rehoboam, the king of Judah, and to all the people of Judah and Benjamin, and to the rest of the people. Say to them, The Lord says that you must not go to war against your brothers. Everyone, go home. I made all this happen. So all the men in Rehoboam's army obeyed the Lord. They went home, just as the Lord had commanded. Acts chapter 15, verses 22 to 41. A letter to the non-Jewish believers. The apostles, the elders, and the whole church decided to send some men from their group with Paul and Barnabas to Antioch. They chose Judas, also called Barsabbas, and Silas, men who were respected by the believers. The group sent a letter with these men. The letter said, From the apostles and elders, your brothers, to all the non-Jewish brothers in the city of Antioch and the areas of Syria and Cilicia, dear brothers, we have heard that some men had come to you from our group. What they said troubled and upset you. But we did not tell them to do this. We have all agreed to choose some men and send them to you. They will be with our dear friends, Barnabas and Paul. Barnabas and Paul have given their lives to serve our Lord Jesus Christ. So we have sent Judas and Silas with them. They will tell you the same things. We agree with the Holy Spirit that you should have no more burdens except for these necessary things. Don't eat food that has been given to idols. Don't eat meat from animals that have been strangled or any meat that still has the blood in it. Don't be involved in sexual sin. If you stay away from these, you will do well. We say goodbye now. So Paul, Barnabas, Judas, and Silas left Jerusalem and went to Antioch. There they gathered the group of believers together and gave them the letter. When the believers read it, they were happy. The letter comforted them. Judas and Silas, who were also prophets, said many things to encourage the believers and make them stronger in their faith. After Judas and Silas stayed there for a while, they left. They received a blessing of peace from the believers. Then they went back to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas stayed in Antioch. They and many others taught the believers and told other people the good news about the Lord. Sometime later, 
Paul said to Barnabas, We should go back to all the towns where we told people the message of the Lord. We should visit the believers to see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to bring John Mark with them too, but on their first trip, John Mark had decided not to continue with them in the work. He had left them at Pamphylia, so Paul did not think it was a good idea to take him this time. Paul and Barnabas had a big argument about this. It was so bad that they separated and went different ways. Barnabas sailed to Cyprus and took Mark with him. Paul chose Silas to go with him. The believers in Antioch put Paul into the Lord's care and sent him out. Paul and Silas went through the areas of Syria and Cilicia, helping the churches grow stronger. Thank you, everyone. That was day 174. Join us for day 175. We're continuing in 1 Kings. It is a tale of two cities. King Jeroboam is rebuilding cities. He doesn't want everyone going to Jerusalem to worship, because then they'll want Rehoboam and his old ways to worship the old God. Jeroboam's got other plans, and as Rehoboam holds a holy festival, Jeroboam has a festival of his own. But not for the Lord, but for the gold calves that he set up throughout his empire. It would be like if our nation had two different Christmas holiday seasons going on at the same time. But one side of the country would worship Santa, and the other side of the country would worship the Lord. How crazy is that? But the Lord has a message for Jeroboam, that the Lord will destroy his family as fire burns up straw. And in the book of Acts... Timothy goes with Paul and Silas, but during Paul's missionary journey, he meets a woman named Lydia who sells purple cloth and claims that she is a worshiper of the true God. What will she do when Paul has an opportunity to share the Lord's word with her? We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.